This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Organifi offers completely organic, vegan, non-GMO superfood blends that makes it incredibly easy to incorporate superfoods into your diet. Um, it's got things like chlorella and spirulina, um, turmeric, ginger, you know, they have mushroom blends, just an amazing array of products uh, to help you boost your immune system and incorporate true nutrition into your diet while also being insanely easy. So go to AganifiShop.com and use the code LizC15 for an extra 15% off your purchase. This episode is also sponsored by Sunday Scary CBD Gummies. Grown in the U.S., they are a remedy, a solution for anybody dealing with anxiety, which I think is pretty much all of us. They are completely natural. They are not psychoactive. These do not contain THC. Um, They relieve anxiety. They help with natural energy. They suppress your appetite. They relieve pain. I mean, these things are amazing, and it's really uh, a trend that's just really starting out. And I know I can tell you as a mom, these things have been a game changer for my anxiety and just stress in general. And I'm an athlete too. I get banged up. I was running the other day, and I rolled my ankle um, and these helped tremendously. So put these in your shopping cart. You can check them out at 4FORSundayscaries.com and use the code UNSTRESSED for 10% off your purchase. Hey guys, this episode is fire. I can't tell you how excited I am to have my guest on this week. Her name is Kat Tremarco. She's a spiritual life coach, a sex coach, and the author of Self-Approved. This was a really exciting conversation to have. It's all about the importance of sex and tapping into our own sexuality as women, as moms. Um, I think whether you're a mom or not, you're going to get a lot of benefit out of this conversation because as we talk about, so much of our society downplays the importance of sexuality and honing our own sexuality and being really comfortable with it. So I want to talk about it and and Kat is amazing and she talks all about how we can do it, practical things that we can actually do to start um, increasing our sexual power and feeling really comfortable with it. And despite all the fears and triggers that may come up from talking about stuff like this, I think it's really important to dive in and to get comfortable with it and to get down and dirty and and talk about the realities of being a human woman in today's world. And, you know, even men listening to this, I think you're going to get a lot out of it because it is all about being who we really are. Like, who are you as a person? Um, And diving deep and, and getting acquainted with that person and loving that person and Once you do that, everything in your life starts to change. Like Kat says in the interview, you know, women start out just wanting to feel more aroused and wanting to have more sexual energy. Well, what happens is they end up expanding every aspect of their entire life. So I won't tell you too much more about what we talked about. This is a hot fire episode. I'm so excited to share this with you. And I really hope that you get a lot out of it because I know that I did. So enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I am so excited because today I'm here with Kat Tremarco. She is a spiritual life coach, she's a sex coach, and she's the author of the book Self-Approved, which is a guide to accepting, loving, and expressing the person that you truly are. Kat, I am so stoked that you're here. Thank you so much for being here today to talk about the very juicy topic of sex. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to have a conversation with you and I'm even more excited for it to filter out 
to the hearts and ears of all the women that that are ready to hear this, that are ready to open this conversation and open this door in their own life. Yeah, because I think that's really important to start with. Like, we're not just doing a gratuitous talk about sex and sexuality. There's more to it than that, you know? There's so many um, facets that it pours into, whether it's, you know, what we're going to probably talk about is, you know, our life's purpose and what it really means to be a whole person. And that absolutely includes sexuality. So kind of just to give us a little context um, about where this talk is going to go, why don't you start by just giving us a little bit about a, a background about yourself and how you got into this work, how you ended up being a sex coach and a life coach. Yeah. So how they're, I feel like they're separate yet one in the same. Um, the whole, I guess it started with a seeking journey and the whole seeking journey started probably close to five years ago when I hit a personal rock bottom in my life. I'd been abusing drugs and alcohol for 10 years. I was in a relationship with an addict and everything came crumbling down at once. I felt like I was standing on a rug and life had ripped the rug out from underneath me. Our relationship ended. He passed away. And I was forced into seeking a deeper truth inside myself and seeking a deeper truth to life and really asking, what is this about? Like, what is this human existence about? Why are we here? And I think that that's the beauty of death and the beauty of of us being touched with death in our life is it wakes us up to, to, to what we're doing here. And so that was the start of, of my seeking journey. And that's when I started writing my book self-approved. And I mean, the first half of that book is my memoir is that, that journey. Um, and then within that seeking, that's when the sexuality piece started coming up of, of really just asking like, why is nobody talking about this? Why did nobody teach me about this? And I mean, and I grew up in a really open family. I mean, my mom, my mom would put condoms in the bathroom and say like, she was having those conversations about safe sex. And, and she says, I'll never count them, but like, make sure whatever you're doing, you be safe. You know? So I felt like I grew up in a really open household. And yet still, when it came to my own personal relationships and my own my own body and my own pleasure, I started realizing I had no relationship to that. Like I had, um, if I was having sex, it was just going through the motions of having sex. I was very disconnected from, from my, my pleasure truth and my sexual truth. And the reason I share both of those stories is because I feel like um, they are one in the same of like seeking who we are as beings we can't leave sex out of that conversation. We can't leave our sexuality and our desire and our pleasure out of that conversation and have it be a whole conversation, in my opinion. No, and I think that's such a powerful message because, you know, I think especially in American culture, in Southern American culture, certainly there's this, just this you know, as you're growing up, especially as a young woman, like you don't talk about sex, like that's a dirty topic. And, you know, you're, you're expected really even still today, not to have sex till you get married. And it's a very like, you know, patriarchal system that we have set up even today where it's like, you don't, you don't really talk about it. It's, it's, it's not appropriate and, you know, you shouldn't talk about it. So at the same time, like if that's the setup, if that's the culture, how does one expect any woman to suddenly when you get married, like, or not 
you have this vast knowledge of your sexuality and, and how to be in the world. Like it just doesn't happen. Like it just like mathematically you haven't put in the work. It's not going to happen for you. So I, yeah, I absolutely agree with you and think that it is so deeply connected to, you know, the whole purpose of life and the whole purpose of, you know, why we're here. I mean, that's a, that's a crucial part. And so Mm -hmm. to not even know that and to not be comfortable with that, or even just slightly familiar with that, I mean, you are not being here fully, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a big part of your message is in recognizing that and, and helping a person or a client um, increase their connection to their sexual energy What's, I mean, when you, when you get a new client, what's the biggest issue that you see the most with people? The biggest thing that client that women come to me with is when they've woken up and kind of realized that that part of their lives hasn't been a priority or there is no, they have, they, they've lost the, maybe they're lost the connection or never really had the connection to their libido, to their pleasure and to their pussies. And I, that word I want to just say up front can be (laughs) triggering to some people and that's good. Like that's good. If it's triggering, that's good. If it brings stuff up. Um, because again, it's a part of our bodies. We weren't taught to talk about or to have a relationship with privately. And so a lot of the women I come that come to me are at that space where it, where they just, they don't have that relationship with themselves. They're not tapped into their pleasure and into their desires, um, in the bedroom. And what I would add to that is what I notice is that when, when we're not tapped into our pleasure and desires in the bedroom, it's a reflection of not being tapped into our pleasures and our desires in life mm-hmm. in, in all of life. Um, so the work I do is with, is with the sexuality, is with the connection to desire and sexual pleasure, but also that being mirrored everywhere in life. And where are you not connected to your true heart's desires in your self-expression, in how you want to be living, in the relation, types of relationships you want to be having? So the conversation starts with sexuality, but it gets... Um, like when I, I always say when I take the definition of sex and blow it, blow it up and expand it. Cause it's not just about intercourse. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's so interesting because it is like it, you know, kudos to these women for being brave enough to seek out help essentially from someone who is really going to get them to that next level. Because I think so many women, maybe they realize it that they don't have that desire and they're thinking something's wrong, but then you know, I would think the vast majority would be too terrified to go and, and try and expand on that. But it's almost like the yearning is so strong inside, like they can't ignore it anymore. Like they know something's not working. Something's not right. Yeah. It's so interesting you say that because just, sorry, I'm going to pick up my little dog because he's squeaking. (laughs) He's like a little squeak toy and he's like, mom, um, can I be a part of this? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's great that you bring that up because just yesterday I have a private ladies Facebook group um, and I have it private just so we can take the conversation um, to a more explicit place or to a deeper place and people have that safety and I'm monitoring who's coming into the group and who can see it. And I asked in there the other day, what is on a scale of one to 10, um, what's the priority of your sex life? And the interesting thing was is, most women were around the like two to three range. 
Um, and, and a lot of them said, I don't even have the desire to, to up that number, to expand it, to make it a priority. Um, and I thought that was so interesting because it's, it's, it's almost like it's acceptable. It's the norm to be disconnected from our sexual energy as a woman. And that kind of came almost as a shock to me too. Cause I know when I was on my journey, I had strong desire to connect with this part of myself. And I realized that there's a, a majority of women that, um, that have almost just dis- accepted that this is just the way it is to be, di- to be disconnected or not even labeling it as disconnect, but this is just the way it is. Like, cause that's what we see as normal portrayed externally. Um, and not yeah. even normal, just like good, like being a good woman is to be one that's, you know, almost asexual, you know, once you are married or in a relationship, it's almost like, you know, you can't look at anyone else. You better not look at anyone else. And if you like show yourself in a way that is sexual, well, then you're a slut, you know, you're not a good mom or you're not a good, you know, quality woman. Yeah. There's so many, um, there's so many beliefs. And that's one thing I start looking at really closely with my clients or we start exploring together is, and this, this ties in perfectly to, to your moms. Um, and I have to say that I'm not a mom and I, I, I only have a little fur baby. Like I, I would not, (laughs) I don't want to, um, to, to ever pretend that I know what certain aspects of motherhood are when I don't, I'm definitely an expert at helping women connect with their sexuality, but I just, I like to say that because, um, I wouldn't want to give the wrong impression to the moms out there, but, um, I work with a lot of moms And we, that's a big area we go into is really exploring like the beliefs around sexuality and motherhood. And what does it mean to be a sexually embodied woman, a woman who is empowered in her sexual energy and be a mother? Because again, like culturally, um, they've been portrayed as two different hats or Mm -hmm. two different, um, two different personalities almost to be in. Um, and I do believe, and I've experienced with my clients that there's a way to dance in all of it. And being a mother doesn't mean disconnecting from sexual energy. Um, it doesn't have to anyways. And yeah, that's been a beautiful, a beautiful part of my journey is to assist women in exploring in themselves those beliefs and where they came from and really for the purpose of letting them go and redefining what it means to each woman to be connected and empowered in her sexuality. Um, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful gift to witness in, in other people. I think I uh, 100% agree. I think it is such a gift. And the fact that you can tap into that and, and help women in such a way that they make the connections for themselves and they kind of figure it out. Like that's awesome. And I don't think enough people are doing that. So kudos to you. Um, but I mean, in your opinion, why do you think the sexual energy, because it's one, one aspect of our, of ourselves as a whole. Why do you think that part of us, our sexuality is so important? I say that life for or sex, sexual energy is life force energy. And again, like tying it back to motherhood, if you've conceived a child, like that is life force. Like you've created a life inside of yourself and that was created through sexual energy. 
And I get goosebumps because it's so crazy to me that our culture has separated the two. You know, it's like, that's how we all got to be here on the planet. Where is the shame in that? Where is the guilt in that? Where is anything that needs to be hidden or concealed or made wrong about that? So I, that's how I correlate it is like sexual energy is life force energy. And even if we look at like the chakra systems in our body. Yes, I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. And I'm no expert on the, the chakra system. So, um, but I do know a bit about it and it's, it's like our second chakra, like there's seven energy centers in our body. And the second chakra is our sexual house. It's our sexual energy. And it's also our creative Mm -hmm. chakra. So it's where creative projects are birthed. It's also money and financial chakra. So it's where we learn to receive. Um, So the energy in that is all one in the same. Um, Absolutely. That's exactly what I thought of. Like when I first started, you know, getting into stuff that you've put out and like videos that you posted on Facebook, like that totally rang about. I was like, she's talking about that second chakra, that creativity chakra. Like, yes, it's about sex, but it's also about, like you said, birthing life. So to be able to tap into that, I mean, that's, that's going to make you creative at your job, in your relationships, um, you know, friends and family, like everything that, because we're constantly creating as humans, you know, our thoughts become things all of the time, whether we're thinking of good things or bad things, like we're constantly creating. So that is a huge piece of the puzzle. And so to be able to master that and have a good relationship with that, I think is life changing. I mean, that's, that's absolutely going to take you to a different place in a positive way. If you can have a good relationship with that. And what comes to mind and heart as I'm hearing you talk is to, um, to differentiate that like sexual energy doesn't mean intercourse. Like it can, but, and I think that like, we're, we're so conditioned that when we hear sex, we think of, of intercourse of penis and vagina intercourse. And a woman can, can harness her sexual energy without a male partner or without even engaging sexually with someone. And I think that I noticed with my clients that, and even with myself, cause I did a lot of this exploration single and a lot of my, my sexual seeking single. Um, and that can be a piece that gets, um, that kind of that can create resistance in women is, is thinking that like, Oh, I need a man or I need a partner or I need a penis to be able to activate my sexual energy. And it's really not a, it's really not about that at all. If that's a road that someone wants to take amazing, um, there's totally benefit in that, but it's really about our own sacred sexual energy. And that, um, that has nothing to do with another person unless we choose to invite them into it and be a part of it with us. But it's really, it's really something that we activate inside of ourselves. So why do you think so many people are afraid of that? Like, what what do you think is so scary, especially for women, about accessing that and tapping into that and helping that grow inside of us? That's a good question. I was talking to to someone yesterday, actually, and this was kind of spawned from that same post of like on a scale of one to 10, what's the priority for you? And we were talking about um, her big fear that came up is, I don't know how this is going to disrupt my relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think that we, as women, 
enter certain relationships and not just romantically, although also romantically from a place of not being fully embodied in our empowerment and to shift that, to change that, to open different doors and, and find new energies of empowerment that can rock the boat and can shift everything in personal relationships. And so I think some of it is, is a fear of well, how is this going to change everything in my life? And then the other piece is, man, like we can't ignore this piece is how women have been objectified for our sexuality. So I think there's a huge fear around embodied sexual energy because there's an interpretation of like, does this mean I'll be violated? Does this mean I'll be victimized? Does this mean like with the me too movement, right? Mm -hmm. We see all of this bubbling to the surface and um, so it's almost what I see as like a fear of shining too much, a fear of being too beautiful, a fear of being too juicy and sexual and what kind of unwanted attention is that going to bring? Am I going to be safe in my sexual energy? And I have to say this piece because it's so important. My experience has actually been the opposite is when women don't have a relationship with their sexual energy and aren't comfortable in their energy, that's when it elicits unwanted attention because it's a victim, it's kind of a victim energy. It's this like hiding energy and that it actually attracts like a perpetrator. And this, this conversation can be really triggering for some people. So um, if it is, I mean, that's good. These are things that need to be talked about, but that's been my experience in myself. And as I see other women expanding and growing in their sexuality is that when we're embodied and empowered and comfortable in our own bodies, in our own sexuality, there's almost like this energetic boundary around us that men can sense mm -hmm. and other people can sense. And it, um, it's so interesting. Cause yeah, I notice in myself, like the more comfortable I get in my own sexuality, the less unwarranted attention I get. And I mean, I'm, I'm talking like, I'm probably on the more extreme end of like posting almost nude photos on the internet and, and this stuff. And if anything, I actually get more men, um, that are respectful about, I mean, there's, there's a, a handful of people I get that unsolicited messages that, that don't feel good. But for the most part, I actually have men responding in a really respectful way and in, in a really, um, in really a beautiful way mm -hmm. that, that they feel, they feel privileged to get to witness that energy. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's, I mean, I could have like two hour conversations yeah. just about that piece, but yeah. No, but I think that that's so true. I think when anyone walks into a room and they're confident and they're happy with themselves, like you instantly pick up on that energy and you a want to be around that person and b like you respect that person. Cause it's like, wow, like what are they doing? Right? Like they're so calm and, and authentically themselves. Like, I mean, you can't, that's just something you can't fake. I mean, we hear all the time, oh, you know, fake it till you make it, but it's really true. Like you, the, the minute you walk into a room and you're with someone, you can feel their energy and where their mind is at, you know, whether they say one word or, you know, they're talking the whole time, you absolutely feel that. Um, and especially too, like women are more intuitive, I have found. Um, and so we always are picking up on this. So when you were talking about, you know, women being fearful, you know, from unwanted male attention, I'm also thinking like, you're worried about offending other women or making other women uncomfortable. And I think 
you know, maybe I'll, you know, dress down or maybe, you know, I won't express myself to my fullest. So what are your thoughts on that with women's relationships? Yeah, that's so huge. Mm -hmm. So huge. Um, Yeah, it's this tendency to like dim ourselves to not make other people uncomfortable. Um, And I guess that takes like a reframing in our own minds um, for myself, it did anyways of every time I shine brighter, I, I give permission to someone else to shine brighter. And I think it also comes into like our triggers, our emotional triggers really are our gifts. So if I'm triggered, not if, when mm-hmm. I'm triggered by women who seem to be more successful than me, more beautiful than me, um, that I'm just perceiving as more confident or more, more sexually embodied than me. It's bringing up something within me that wants to be expressed. And so it takes a level of self-awareness to understand that and to go there. Um, So when we shine, we have to know that we're giving other women permission and to be okay, that it's going to trigger some people and that some people aren't going to like it. And, that's just a part of life. I mean, no matter what we're doing, no matter how we're expressing, there's going to be people who love it and adorn it. And there's going to be people who, who are triggered by it and who disapprove and criticize us. And so it's really, um, it really comes back to that place of like, am I being authentic to that innermost like soul truth of who I am in my expression? I think that's a question that we all need to ask ourselves um, Mm -hmm. daily. I mean, I think that's so true. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I'm a seeker too. I'm, I've always been very spiritual um, and just trying to figure out like why we're here, what is the purpose, you know? And so, you know, touching base with that, like understanding, yeah, not everyone is going to love what we do and love what we put out into the world, but that doesn't matter. It, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it does not matter. What matters is being true to who you are and, and shining a light because you put out your content, like you put out and that's how I found you. And it changed me for the better, you know, just that little bit. And so, you know, that, that makes it worth it. That's why it's important. That's why you have to keep doing what you're doing. You're doing. And that's why I want to keep doing this show as well. And having people like you on, because it's so important. Like, yes, there's going to be haters and people who disapprove of, you know, topics like this, but at the same time, like you are helping women by by talking about your truth and by having your book out there and, and giving them permission to be like, okay, I might have an issue. Like I do not want to have sex anymore. I haven't wanted to have sex for years. Why is that? You know, and to be curious about it and to be like, well, what else is going on? And why, when I look at that person, am I triggered? So I think it's, I think it's important. I think it's awesome to talk about it. Um, But I'm really curious. Um, You know, you, you deal with a lot of clients, how have you seen some of them transform? Like what are some of the best transformational stories? Ah, when a woman connects with her pussy and with her sexuality, her whole life changes, like who she bees in every, in every area of life changes. And that's honestly, that's my favorite part is all the, is actually all the other parts of her life that start to shift in terms of the types of relationships she's calling in, whether that's friendships or new romantic relationships, um, business and career opportunities, healed relationships with family members, like longstanding resentments within family that start to get healed. Like it's all these 
residual side effects. Um, and of course, like just seeing a woman connect with, with her pussy, with her sexuality, with her pleasure and her desire. Um, there's nothing, like, there's nothing that beats that. Wow. So do you typically have clients for a long period of time or is this something, I guess, does it just depend on the person? I usually to heal this issue. Yeah. I mean, it's something that we can always be working on and always expanding in. Um, usually I see clients, we work together for three months and that is a nice chunk of time to really embody. Cause there's almost like two parts to learning this stuff and, and implementing it. There's like the actual awareness and knowledge and intellectual learning. And I believe that we have to have that to make any sort of shift. Like we have to have an awareness of where we are to shift it or to move into something different. And that piece can be confronting. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's that piece. And then there's really like a big part of my practice. And this is what sets myself apart and the work I do apart from probably some other people that are talking about sexuality is the biggest piece is the embodiment is the embodiment of the energy and the shifts and the changes in day-to-day life. So I give my clients homework or home play. Um, so I have a client right now, like she's, she's a single mom. She has um, three children. And so part of her homework is she's out dating. She's out dating and like experimenting and playing with these men in how to set boundaries and how to ask for what she wants. And sex isn't even a part of it. Like actual sex with these men isn't even a part of it, but just going on a coffee date and learning how to speak what her true desires are and have boundaries around that. And then checking in with me and us Mm -hmm. getting clear on what can shift and what can change and what feels aligned and what doesn't. So I get so excited about that because I like real life results. I like real life transformation. Learning is so much fun and so amazing, but I I believe in the personal development community or even like in spirituality, sometimes we can get stuck in the curious area and stuck in learning and stuck in reading books as, and it can become almost a way to avoid making changes that feel uncomfortable. And so I don't even remember what your original question was, but that's my favorite part of the work is like, is seeing someone embody these changes and hearing about their interaction with someone and how um, it's so different than anything they've ever experienced. And then, like you said, how it trickles into everything else, like career Mm -hmm. relationships. What's really interesting to me, what you said is how it heals relationships with family members. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Cause when we tap into our truth and I see pleasure and desire as, as truth, as like that innermost truth, it, it bridges gaps between people. Cause I, I, I feel that like most conflict and most like friction in relationships is when we're relating from a place of our ego or we're relating from a place of And if people aren't familiar with that terminology of like the kind of soul self and the ego self, so um, like the soul self being ultimate truth, being our ultimate desires and our ultimate pleasure and the ego self being limitation, lack, doubt, fear. Mm -hmm. And when we connect to our desire and we connect to our pleasure, those characteristics and those qualities 
kind of just naturally tend to fall away the fears and the doubts and the insecurities or the walls that we kind of like bring up to protect our hearts and to protect our, our vulnerability, um, those start to melt away. And when those melt away, we can connect with the heart of other people. And when we connect with the heart of other people, those relationships mend. Um, yeah. Wow. Now that when you were talking, it totally reminded me of Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements. And oh, it, I love that book. Oh, me too. And so like, you know how he talks about, you know, everyone's basically walking around with, you know, if you could see the pain that everyone's holding on to through the ego and the fear and like the lack mentality, like everyone has sores basically all over their body. Um, and so, you know, someone else tries to reach out and touch you and you immediately recoil and it's this terribly scary and am I going to get hurt moment. Um, but the pain, you know, though we don't have sores all over our body, the pain in our hearts is real. And so I think that's why there's such a fear of intimacy and true connection, not just between a man and a woman, but, you know, between family members and friends and, you know, even children, like our relationships with our children can be strained, you know, if we don't first have a good uh, relationship with our heart and our hearts being open. So yeah, I think that that's so fascinating. And that's why I think the work that you're doing is so important because having those kinds of important transformational moments, like with your clients, like even just giving someone a homework assignment, you know, to go out and have coffee and connect from a real place. And did that feel aligned or did that not feel good? Or, you know, and just to have that, you know, reassessment of it, I mean, is so helpful because, you know, anyone can go out and get on Bumble and start dating and, you know, do all of that and then not really go back and, and process it. So to have that, you know, person to check in with, I think is so important, you know, and even people listening who, you know, don't have a coach or don't intend to like, just remember what we've said and just check back in and, and bring that awareness to the situation. Because I think that when you do that, you heal and, and mm -hmm. things start to get better. And I would take that a step further too, to say always like, what is the intention behind the action. So if we're talking about like dating on Bumble, it's like, is my intention that like, I need somebody to love me to feel good about myself. My, that might not be a conscious intention, but it could be a subconscious intention of like, will he choose me? Will he choose me? Will he choose me? Um, and that kind of, I need someone else to love me to feel whole energy or is my intention I'm really practicing being my truest authentic self and, and seeing how other people respond to that and seeing how I connect with other people. Um, is my intention to meet a life partner? Like our intention is so powerful and it really can take the same action and make it a totally different experience just based on the energy that we're coming at it from. And, and that I ties directly into sex too, right? It's like, is are you entering a sexual interaction from the place of like just going through the motions to please somebody else? Um, for women, a lot of the time we can tend to get stuck in like a performance energy of how do I perform for him? How do I, how do I look good for him? Rather than really being tapped into our own bodies and what feels good in our own energy and in our own the cells of our own body, and so it's a lot about getting clear on on what are these intentions mm. and where do you want to grow, where do you want to expand into? 
Well, and I think that's probably how a lot of women find you too, because they have the intention of, you know, I want something better for myself, you know, in this area of life, you know, something, like I said earlier, it's just not working. It's not right. And often we get into that, you know, that area where we're just not happy and we don't want to deal with that phase of living anymore that we finally change. Like it takes yeah. being so unhappy with where we're at in any particular, it could be diet, it could be weight, you know, whatever, but especially for sex, you know, especially if you've been in a relationship a long time and it's just, you know, it's just kind of like the day to day and you want something better. So yeah, I think that intention is so important. It's such an important thing to mention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, kind of what I was talking about um, earlier is, you know, moms, women have been married, like that's the majority, I think, of the listeners here, who knows, it might change, <laughs> especially after this. But, um, you know, what is it? I mean, obviously, when you're a mom, you have kids, there is a huge dip in that connection to your sexuality, just because you're extremely tired, and you know, your body's been knocked around. Um, but even after that period, you know, when you've healed and, you know, the kids are sleeping better, a lot of women have completely lost the connection to their sexuality. So how can moms, in your opinion, dealing with this, um, bring it back? What's, what's kind of your process to help women? What can they start to do? The very first thing that comes into play and that I'm feeling really strong, even as you ask that question, is getting clear again that that sexual energy is life force energy. Because I feel like for moms, it can be this discrepancy of, of like, okay, so if I'm going into myself and into my own pleasure and into my own sexuality and making this a priority, that it somehow takes away from the position as a mother, takes away from her caring for her children and, and being a giver, a caretaker. And so the first place I start is with the beliefs and reframing that and really developing an understanding that when you ignite your sexual energy, you're igniting your life force energy and you actually have more to give. And it comes from a place of being embodied, like being in your own body, being in the sensations and the pleasure of your own body and just it can make a mundane experience or like going through the day-to-day motions of motherhood or of life or just like the things that sometimes are boring about being human and we all have those mm-hmm. and make it a pleasurable experience and make it a fully embodied experience. So that's the place I really like to start is by once a woman has the awareness that this is an area she has a desire to activate or reactivate and make a priority is, is aligning, aligning both of those places that it's not, I'm a mother and I'm taking care of my child or I'm a sexually embodied woman, but really using the sexual energy to be a more empowered mother and a more empowered woman. So I like to, yeah, that's the first place I start is by like aligning those beliefs or getting rid of old beliefs that don't serve in that area. But that's such a, like a special nuance is, is reminding these women that, you know, that sexual energy is one in the same as life force energy. And to tap into that actually gives you an abundance of energy, you know, in all of your relationships. So what are some practical things that they can do. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of moms, you know, they've been married for a while. How do you bring back that excitement to these women's lives who've been married for a bit? The very first thing that comes to mind right now is 
what's your relationship to your pussy like? <laughs> and what, um, <laughs> an, an exercise that I prescribe a lot of my clients is pussy mirror work. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, this girl's crazy. <laughs> like, where is this podcast going? I don't Here know. <laughs> hear me out. And, and I want to open these doors. I mean, it's part of my gift in this life to, to kind of push, push the envelope a bit. And so that's something I, I give my clients as homework is like, take a mirror and, and look at yourself, touch yourself. It doesn't even have to be in a way that where the intention is to ignite arousal, um, or turn on, but just, like loving that part of your body and especially after childbirth and the changes and really like putting attention there, putting energy there, loving that piece of you. Um, and a visual is a great way to do that of actually just like how in self-love we do eye, mirror work by looking into our own eyes and saying like, I love you. I really, I really love you. And it's the same thing with our genitalia of like looking at that part of ourselves that is the organ that represents our sexuality and being friends with it and loving it and um, not like abandoning that part of our bodies or rejecting that part of our, of our bodies. And so that's a, another, like a practical tool that any woman could start working with right now today. Um, yeah. And we're, we're just taught that like our vaginas are gross, right? you know, like in that in itself is like, that's why I, I feel so, um, passionate about these conversations and maybe even just hearing this for a woman opens up that door for her. Um, like that's, that's ridiculous that, that, a, that part of us could be gross, could be disgusting. And yet like the way it smells, the way it looks, all these things, um, are just kind of shoved in a corner and we're not supposed to talk about or we reject in our own bodies and we can't bring to life a part of ourselves that we're rejecting or in abandonment of. Well, and I think that's such a problem too, because if you've looked on, like, I'm sure you've seen like the rise in um, labioplastic surgery. I don't even know if I said it right, but surgery on the pussy has yeah. like skyrocketed and they attribute it to a lot of like porn stars getting it done. And so women have this screwed up vision of what it's actually supposed to look like. And, you know, they're mm -hmm. actually all very different and very like each one is unique in its own way. Um, but I think it comes back to women aren't connected to that part of themselves. You know, it's just something you, you know, don't even think about, don't, you know, just, you just don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Um, and so, yeah, like, it's so interesting to, to be able to say, okay, this is your homework for tonight. This is what you're going to do. And then come back and tell me how that felt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so what's the general response with women that you've assigned this to, they come back are most like, do they feel more empowered or do they feel like that was really weird or like, what's, what's the consensus? There's a few different responses. First of all, like by the time we're at that point, a woman's already past the curious stage or, or maybe just opening to it. You know, there's something that's called her to my work. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's been watching some of my videos, watching my posts, um, gotten on a consultation call with me. So she's already curious. She's, she's already opening that door. Um, and that's a, that's an amazing first step. And then secondly, um, I take great 
pride in creating a safe space. And that's actually something a lot of my clients, whether it's a workshop or one-on-one work, uh, great feedback that I've always had is you make this such a safe conversation. And so by the time I get to that point of assigning like a homework assignment like that, I'm in a relationship with someone, they have trust in me. There's a safe and very sacred space Mm -hmm. around this conversation. And I'm getting goosebumps right now, like Mm -hmm. around, um, her body. And, um, I hold that very, very seriously. And so there's a number of responses that can come back. It can be, I didn't realize how offline my pussy was like that, how I didn't even know that she wasn't, I wasn't connected to her. Um, it can be triggering. It can bring up emotions. It can bring up sadness or grief even, um, and it can bring up it can bring up excitement. It can bring up the ideas of possibility and expansion and of whoa, if this is just the beginning, what is possible for me to expand into? Where am I headed? And so it can be a number of different of different things that can come forward. And one thing that I do want to say is that I always meet people where they're at. Like I always kind of, it's like, okay, come on over here, like into the expansion, but also because it's such a delicate subject and we can have so many triggers around it. Um, it's really important to me to meet someone where they're at and not push them so far into something, um, that it, that it triggers them too much and they're not able to grow. So, um, yeah, I think, I just think that's really important is that we're all kind of at different places and that's okay. And we want to have a nice gradual expansion. And while there is some uncomfortability in it, I don't ever want to pull someone or push them too far that they then shut down and don't want to, don't want to look at it at all anymore. Yeah. And I'm sure you do get a lot of women who, you know, are starting to get, you know, they're already curious. They're talking with you. They're starting to explore this more. And then they want to just retreat because it's like, whoa, this is bringing up too much, like too much stuff's coming up or too much, you know, whatever. And so how do you kind of guide them through that? You know, people who, you know, might be listening to this and might say, you know, I really, this is interesting, but this is just too much for me. Like, I just, I want to hide again. Yeah. So maybe a woman's expansion today is just listening to the whole recording. And that's beautiful. Maybe if she sits with that for a few days or a few weeks, and then her curiosity will take her into the next place. But the first piece with that in myself as being a coach and being a teacher is I understand that's what's happening. So sometimes when it's our own experience and we go into contraction and we go into shutdown, we're not aware of what's happening. It just, it can seem like this is happening to me. My emotions are just taking me over. There's not the awareness of like, oh my God, I expanded and now it's bringing up all this stuff and I just want to contract. So part of it is me recognizing that that's where she's at and meeting her there and loving her there and while also showing her what's possible. And in a lot of my one-on-one coaching, I share a lot of stories from my personal journey because it's one thing to be in like the authority role as an expert and as a teacher and as a coach. And there's also a very human part of me and I'm a woman, I'm in a woman's body. I've, I am here in this position now because I've 
gone through this journey and I, and I am always continuing to expand and move into what is uncomfortable and what is the next like growth edge for myself. And so I share a lot of like the humanness and the realness and the rawness of my own experience because as women, we connect to that in each other, like just to that real vulnerable truth. Um, yes. So that's something, yeah, that's really I think important. that again, that goes back to giving people permission to, to, to be vulnerable and authentic with themselves. Like they see someone like you doing it and you're, you know, successful and you're confident and it's like, oh, it's okay. Like I can, I can share this too. Like this is a safe space. You know, it's, I'm not going to be judged or, you know, looked down on for, for expressing something. Yeah. A story, a quick little story comes to mind as you said to say that. I remember the first time I wore just a sports bra to the gym and it was like a big expansion for me. Like I, like I was like, okay, I really want to do this. Like I had like my high top, like uh, workout pants on and my sports bra. And I was going to put like my tank top on over top of it. And I was like, I really want to go to the gym just in my sports bra. And I was kind of like, I can't do that. Like that'd be too much. And like, I worked out at a rec center. So there's lots of older people there and <laughs> can't, I'm like, they're going to judge me and like all these things going on in my head. And I recognized what was going on and I'm like, I'm going to expand into this. And I consciously chose to expand into it. So yes, it was uncomfortable. Yes. I was like, Oh my God, are people judging me? And now I do it all the time and I don't even think about it. And so that's like a smaller example, but it's the same energy of that expansion and wanting to contract, but choosing to expand no matter if it's wearing a sports bra to the gym or doing pussy mirror work. Like, um, yeah, it's kind of the same energy dynamic, no matter where our next level of expansion is. Yeah. And I think it's so, it's such a good point to think out, like working that muscle, like it's, mm-hmm. it's never going to be easy. I don't think you've ever like made it in any facet of life. Like you're always working, but to, you know, feel that fear and be like, okay, I'm going to do this. Cause my intention going back to intention is I want to expand my sexuality. I want to embody more of my sexuality. You know, that that is my birthright. Um, Mm -hmm. And so being like, okay, I'm really uncomfortable, (laughs) but this is what I want to do. So I'm going to do what it takes to get there. And so I think, you know, and it's like a little story, like you said, but that's so practical for so many women listening. Like, okay, well, this is something I, I heard and then I can use this in my own life for whatever. Like maybe it's wearing heels to the grocery store or maybe, you know, whatever to make them feel stronger and more empowered in their sexuality, whatever avenue that may take. Yeah, totally. And so just all that gives that, um, that broadening definition of sexual energy and sexuality of it's not like not just being about intercourse of can it, yeah. of course it can be about that, but you know, like you said, wearing heels to the grocery store, or I'm going to wear my sports bra instead of my tank top to the gym. Like it's all these little areas that we can embody more of our true beauty and our true sexual empowerment in. Yeah. Shining as opposed to dimming ourselves down to avoid judgment or avoid stares or, you know, avoid uncomfortability. Mm -hmm. So what's like the biggest takeaway that you want people who are listening to understand about sexual energy and connecting to their sexual energy, whether they're moms or not? Mm -hmm. The biggest takeaway is that I want people, I want women 
to fully accept this part of themselves and to call home this part of themselves. And even deeper than that, I feel it's so important in this moment to say that no matter where you are, you're not broken. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. No matter how disconnected you feel, it's okay. And this is just the start of your journey. And to also accept and be curious about the expansion that is possible. And especially for the moms out there, I want to challenge you to question what you've decided is normal of your sexuality or your sex drive or your relationship to your partner. Um, What have you accepted as that this is just the way it is? This is just normal. Um, All moms feel this way. And I want to challenge you a bit to, to question that and to question what could be possible and to actually question what you really desire. Is that what you really desire? Or do you desire a deeply nourishing, rich relationship with your body, with your sexuality, um, and then bringing that into into your relationship and into how you mother and um, just like taking that switch of radiance and turning it on is like the mental image I get. I love that. I just got chills by that. That's amazing. Yeah. I love yeah. that. And one another piece to that too would be it's safe. It's safe to open this door. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's going to be resistance with any kind of change. There's always resistance, but to step over that ledge and to know that you're going to be okay, I think is monumental. I love that. I love that. Ah, I could talk all day with you. I know. Um, So good. It's such a good topic. And I think it's just something that so many women, I mean, almost every woman I've ever met could become more sexual, you know, like in some aspect, like we're so conditioned to shut it off and shut it down. Um, and it's a travesty because we're dimming our lights. You know, it's not really who we are. Like we are sexual beings mm-hmm. all day, every day until we're 98 years old. It doesn't matter. You know, we are who we are. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. Um, but I do have to ask you the question that I ask everyone here on my show. It's the last question. I'm so sad. Um, but what's something that you've learned uh, in life or about sexuality and energy? It doesn't matter that you wish someone would have told you sooner. Honestly, I don't wish anyone would have ever told me anything sooner because that would have robbed me of the experience um, of discovery. Um, So part of me wants to say like, I wish someone would have told me about my sexual energy and that I could have this relationship with my body, but I wouldn't be doing the work I'm doing now if I didn't experience that journey. And like the path off the path is the path. Mm. Um, So I don't, yeah, I don't wish, wish anything. Um, yeah, it's, it's also perfect. The pain, any of the struggle, any of the, the seeking has been exactly what it needed to be. I guess if there would be one thing, it would be, um, it's, it's going to be okay. Like you're going to be okay. And I try and tell that to myself, no matter what challenge I deal with in life currently, um, or ever now that I've been through extreme challenges and come out the other side. And it's what's um, determined the trajectory of my life and the path I've chosen to, d- to take as I always in the moment when a stress or an upset is coming up, um, kind of like have my soul self, uh, nurture my human self and say, you know, it's like, it's going to be okay. This is whatever's coming up is 
is leading you to what's next. So that's so amazing. I love that answer. And just, you know, showing that loving kindness towards yourself. You know, I talk a lot about loving kindness meditation and it's, it's that it's exactly that, like touching, you know, base with yourself and and really being like, I'm here for you. It's going to be okay. You know, life is going to throw stuff at everybody. Of course, that's the nature of life. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really great message. And like from all the guests I've had, no one has ever said, you know, nothing. I'm glad, you know, for all the trials and tribulations, but it's true. I mean, that's that we are where we are supposed to be in this moment right now. So I think that's really true. Yeah. Yeah. So so if our listeners, you know, want to work with you or someone listening here wants to check out your book, how can people find you? So my book is on amazon.com available worldwide and the title is self-approved or you can search Kat Trimarco, K-A-T space T-R-I-M-A-R-C-O. And I'm Kat Trimarco on all the social medias. So Facebook is, is Kat Trimarco. Instagram, I'm really active on Kat underscore Tremarco. And then my website with all the information to work with me and where you can really get a deeper feel for the type of work we do together is uh, www.kattrimarco.com. So K-A-T-T-R-I-M-A-R-C-O.com. And yeah, please, please reach out to me if this has sparked something inside of you and your curiosity is... Uh, is ignited. I would love to, it's my, it's my sole mission to, um, to be a guide and be a support and be a teacher to women. So. I love that. I love that. And all of your sites and stuff will be in the show notes too. So if you're driving and you can write that down, um, (laughs) it'll be in there for everyone to see later. Um, but God, thank you so much for being here, Kat. I think I want to, I want to have more episodes about this because I think it's so important. Like it sparks my curiosity, like you wouldn't believe and I think it's because I see the truth in it. You know, I see the the importance of your work and what you do with women, helping women. Um, and there's just a dearth of people like you, you know, igniting this in people. And it's just, it would change the world, I think, if more women could tap into this aspect of themselves, you know, so. It so is yeah. changing the world. Yes, absolutely. Guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I had such a fun time recording it with Kat. I want to do more episodes on this topic because I really do think it's so important. And I hope you take her challenge. You know, start exploring the issue of sexuality in your own life and where you stand with it and start to see what happens when you explore that more and give it some love. So I'd be curious to see your reaction if you start expanding more in that world. And um, to do so, just reach out to me on Instagram at Motherhood Unstressed and tell me your story and tell me how, you know, listening to Kat or listening to this episode has changed your life in some small way. I'd be dying to know. Also, I would like to thank our sponsors, Organifi. You can get 15% off all Organifi products on their site, OrganifiShop.com. And like I said earlier, they have an amazing array of organic, non-GMO super blends. You can put in your smoothies or you can put in soups, pretty much anything. And it just enriches your nutritional intake. And they actually taste really good. And they have travel packs, which as much as I travel, I absolutely include that in my suitcase. And it goes through TSA, no problem. Also, I'd like to thank our other sponsor, Sunday Scaries. They offer delicious, and I mean that, delicious CBD gummies for adults only. And CBD is non-psychoactive, so it just calms you down, 
It uh, relieves pain. It actually suppresses your appetite and just takes the edge off. If you suffer from anxiety or stress or just living in a modern day world, which we all do, then you definitely need to check out Sunday Scaries. Thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed what you heard, please don't hesitate to leave a five-star review on iTunes. It does tremendous things for the ratings and gets the word out on the show to more and more people. So again, thank you so much for being here. I am grateful for you and your support and uh, see you next time.